Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yes, that's right. It's the Football Ramble, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm excited, slightly aroused, to bring you a full set of ramblers because James or Jim is back. Hello. Here he is. How are you feeling, pal? I'm feeling delighted to be back in the warmth of the ramble bosom. Goody gumdrops. Well, let me introduce Pete. Hello. And Luke. All right. And uh, we're all here now. And, uh, oh, James, lovely to have you back. And it's lovely to be back. Good. Well, I've got a question for you and Mm -hmm. the rest of you. Uh, in in the wake of Arsene Wenger showing a bit of defiance and a bit of bravery, perhaps standing in front of the United fans, I I bring the question to you: Who do you think is the hardest manager in the Premiership? James, you can go first. I imagine a lot of people are going to be thinking the same thing, right? Allardyce, I'm sure he's going to be a top on a lot of people's lists, but I think I'm going to plumb for David Moyes. Oh, oh it's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. We're going to have to come up with another he's got one. Those psycho eyes, you know. He wouldn't spare anything. He'd rip your cheeks off if he had to to win. <laughs> he's like Joe Pesci. If you punch him, he'll come out of a knife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd bite your legs, Moyes, if he yeah. had to. After yeah, you were one. dead. Like, he'd, he'd keep beating you. How scared was You'd just Lescott? be like a pink mist by the end. <laughs> How scared was Lescott put a transfer request in? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, got, he's got the devil in his eyes, Moyes has. But I'm sure he's a lovely fella, just for the record. Pete? Um, I'll go for Phil Brown. Good one! Oh, good one! Simply because oh, I wouldn't want to touch him, because he... <laughs> Because I might get some of his sort of like his fake tan on me. Yeah. Oh, so like North East, the Northeast Sinatra. The Phil best. <laughs> the best offense is a good defense, I think, with uh, with Phil Brown. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's a really good one, actually. Yeah, a strong contender so I, I far. I reckon I could take Phil Brown. <laughs> that's not true. He's, he's Phil Brown. I have met Phil Brown. He's a lovely fella, but I reckon he's hard. Luke, who you going I for? I think he's a twat, but I've not Oi. met him. I've not met him. I'm going to go for Owen Coyle. Not Ooh, bad. That's a Not good bad at all. Well. Don't, don't let his dentures put you off. I reckon he's tasty. <laughs> yeah. I really? reckon he, I reckon he's got dentures and a nice new set of Simon Cowell's teeth yeah. because he's been <laughs> in this fair share of bar brawls. Mm. That's good. <laughs> And he always wears that roll neck, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah. I don't know why yeah. that seems to say he'd be hard, but he just seems like he is. Mm. You know, he's scarred senseless down there, probably from previous run-ins with Moyes. Yeah, poss- possibly. And pro- would they would they know each other calling Moyes? Probably from Scotland. Yeah, Scotland's quite small. I'm sure they all know each other. Some some person some person listening who actually knows about football will probably better tell what team they play for and stuff. <laughs> no, I reckon so. Yeah. I reckon so. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stick with the Scottish theme, Alex McLeish. Uh, no way! Man. I reckon he can hand out a beating. A bit podgy. Weak, not a chance. A bit soft I think, I think, I think, I think he could. He'd be more like a, like a gang lordy type. <laughs> he, he, I a, see what you're saying. You know what I mean? He was a decent, strong centre half. So yeah. possibly. I think. Uh, I think he'd be. I think he'd be 
formidable in the fight. So it's, it's interesting that no one's gone for Allardyce because he's surely, surely it's quite just tasty. He'd be out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You have the sort of st- accidental stamina on his side where it just takes <laughs> like, actually, do you know what? Wear him down. Do you know probably what? can't feel anything. It's like butter bean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oi, but one good hit and you're gone. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm actually going to, I'm not going to say McLean, Mark Hughes. Yeah. Good shout. Oh, Hughesy, definitely. It's quite, <laughs> it's quite a hard league, league, isn't it? Yeah. He'd volley you. He would volley you. Yeah. It's, a, it's a hard league. It is. <laughs> on, honourable mentions for um, Carlo Ancelotti. He's quite rotund. I reckon he'd be quite tough. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's part of his trade in, in Serie A. Come on. I think he'd be sick if you punched him. <laughs> yeah. Like he'd cough probably. up a, a chicken oh. or two. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, we're, if we're talking about the gang lord theme, then surely... I, I think, know, I think, uh, if the, we're going to stereotype yeah, an Italian, yeah, yeah. I, I, little I, Zola, I, you mean? Yeah. Would you like to see like a wrestling style Royal Rumble? Well, well, I'd love to, of course. I tell you what, all all Premier League managers <laughs> and their assistants in like a tag team rumble. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be amazing. So it'd be Zola and Steve Clark. They'd be they'd be dark Jeez, horses. Uh, they'd be, yeah, I mean, Zola might be like one of those sort of real dark horses, those little blokes like you get in like kung fu films. <laughs> yeah, where you, they, you don't expect much, but oh, look what's doing. I tell you, Ferguson yeah. would have his attack dog, uh, Phelan. Old, yeah. uh, old feeling yeah. would be, would be kicking, <laughs> kicking off. It's a tank dog. Yeah. But Ferguson, he might go back to the, uh, the, the the old days when he used to play all arms and elbows. Mm. Yeah, the Scottish the Scottish lads would band together. Yeah. <laughs> McLeish, Coyle, Moyes, Ferguson. Yeah, yeah they, they, that's a oh, Survivor miserable. Series. Roy Hodgson would just be standing in the background and just shaking his head. Oh, what has it come to? It's a, oh, it's uh, a real shame. It's a real shame. Roy would get someone else to do the job for him. <laughs> um, It'd be nice to see Harry Redknapp get a kick in, actually, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, I came for a transfer, didn't I? Yeah. Got me kicked in. I'm only joking, but... Um, I'm going to give the points... To Pete Donaldson. Oh, I think it's Phil Brown. He's barely said a thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good he is. It's an economy of effort. He knew. Yeah, absolutely. He knew. It's quality, not quantity. Absolutely. The, the transfer deadline day has passed. And, uh, what a letdown that was. And, and Andy Burton's been on our television screens again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I missed that hope fella. All, <laughs> hope you all washed your screens. I certainly have. Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, Hope you all retrieved your television sets from the garden. After <laughs> <laughs> you chucked them out the window, uh, and this, this is me officially opening the floodgates yeah. on Burton now. I mean, I'm not going to cane Burton. I, ju- I do want to say something. <laughs> yes, about you trans- are. Well, I'll maybe in a bit. But I just, <laughs> just want to say something about transfer deadline day. You know it's got bad. You know it's a boring deadline day when Sky Sports News flipped to starting reporting what's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> so like, but oh, in yeah. like League Two. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But one of them was. Martin Petrov's not going to Spurs. Yeah. All right, that's not really news, is it? You know, Cantona not coming out of retirement. Life not found on Mars. You know, that's not news. Yeah, you know, no. so, report on what's actually happening. And my other my other highlight was when the when David James was just arriving in and out Class. of the training ground just to uh, just to wind up the report. But that's kept, amazing. But they yeah. kept getting confused at that because they kept saying, "Oh, we think something's happening with David James, is he?" Because yeah. he was going in and out, as you say. Saying, what do you know about transfers? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's ever been so obvious that, like, the reporters have a very, very vague idea of what's actually going on. They're this voice of authority, but purely because of the, like, the medium they're in. Mm. It's it's quite a thin veil, as anyone who listens to this podcast will know. (laughs) There was was a great bit of uh, Burton, just really sort of, like, sort of, like, rabbit in the headlights sort of thing. Where he was going, well, we can't, we can't report on things that aren't happening. Come on. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not, not happening, dude. It's not our fault, is it? It's not yeah. our fault. And then he said, uh, uh, I've been told that Ben Jarley's on his way to West Ham. You just made that up. Yeah. <laughs> you just put a player to, who, who thinks he possibly may be moving and just picked a team. But yeah. he, he really got from, found out, Andy Byrne, as if, as if he needed to. Because 
At the one point, you could hear him tapping away at a computer. You just thought, you're just looking at forums. Oh, he was yeah. looking at internet sites, yeah. Of course he was. Because at one stage also, there was another highlight, which was uh, Jim White said, uh, oh, and I can't remember the reporter's name, has moved from the Pompey Training Ground to Fratton Park. Any particular reason for that? And the guy <laughs> just sort of went... No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> then, oh, it's, oh, it's a bit just su- following David James. It's a bit sunnier over here, he said. That's what he said. <laughs> That's quality, isn't it? Unbelievable. Yeah, Burton just looked... Oh, he, he kept saying, well, they're not answering our calls and all this. Why should they? They hate you. Yeah, it's, it's like <laughs> we football. All do. It's like football has come together purely to just mess up Sky Sports' deadline day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope, I hope that's the case. Because at one stage he goes, uh, oh, and the whole chairman, he's normally very good to me, he normally answers the phone, like a plea to, to, yeah. to answer the phone. You know? as, if, as if all the football clubs in the land are watching <laughs> Sky Sports News. They're doing other yeah. stuff. I faith-booked him as well, he's not getting back to me. <laughs> <laughs> I bet his phone's probably broken, he, he yeah. might be trying to ring someone else. <laughs> but it was, it was a boring uh, transfer deadline. Yeah. But, I mean, but the thing is, I mean, do you think that was because it was moved to 5pm it was midnight like usual. Well, I think, I yeah. mean, yeah, I think that's got... Well, I don't know, if anything, surely that should have made it more frenetic. Yeah. There's more to cram in, you know? Uh, yeah, you probably got, but there's no countdown to sort of midnight and big... Well, they, they did show Big Ben, but... They Big did ben show Big Ben, didn't they? Pointless. Well, they showed, like, a lot of the deals that, like, that Andy Burton, um, he sort of was hoisted by his own tad, certainly, because he sort of said, <laughs> he was sort of saying that a lot of the transfers didn't go through until an hour and a half after the uh, transfer yeah. deadline. Yeah. So, sort of saying... We are. We shouldn't be here. You know, what I mean? <laughs> there's no point in us being here. No, yeah, there, there was literally no point in the being there. I think mean, we can all agree on that. Mm. But there were some more. There were some more right sort of transfers that went through, like the Cranky I one. Well, I'd, I'd like to say right now, um, for everybody's sake, that on the last show, I dropped a, a clanger. Oh, that's brilliant. I did. And it was our fault for not pulling you up on it. I think if yeah, yeah. I was here, the overall standard of quality had dipped. I think. <laughs> no, I, I'd certainly put the. Um, the blame solely yours and Pete's feet because um, <laughs> I said I kept saying David Dunn's going to Villa. He's not. I often refer to Richard Dunn as David Dunn. This is what his mates call As it. Richard and I know. That's the kind of little <laughs> thing. It's a to be upheld, boys. Yeah, yeah. I think I can I can say with some confidence that that mistake was the most emailed in on topic. <laughs> yeah. So what have you got to say for yourself? Um, I'm, I've got to say that the David Dunn deal didn't happen. So they've got Richard Dunn. Uh, <laughs> 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 Apology accepted. I think, I think well, that was Burton-esque. <laughs> Somebody pointed out uh, to me during the week that uh, I got one of the uh, Amiobi brothers uh, mixed up. Tommy Amiobi with Sammy Amiobi. Uh, Tommy Amiobi doesn't actually have a club anymore, so was the it's person... Sammy Amiobi that scored two goals for Newcastle. Was it Sammy Amiobi? Yeah. It was <laughs> Sammy Amiobi. <laughs> Has anyone else got a headache? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, well, anyway, on to the transfers. Um, Richard Dunn did go to Villa, um, has gone to Villa for six million. I think that's a decent deal for Villa. He's 29, mm. is Richard Dunn. So, a great um, deal for Richard Dunn as well, to be fair. Yeah, yeah I think so as well. I'm, for, not, I'm I mean, not sure if I rate him that highly to go. So he, he, he looked absolutely solid before last season, but he did seem a little bit out of his depth, mm. weirdly. He's, last a year. Cl- he's a bit slow. Yeah, a bit clumsy. He's sort of like a kind of less good Jamie Carragher. <laughs> he's one of those players that guarantees you a couple of howlers a season. So I know, yeah. what, you, I, I know what you mean, but I think I think though I think he'll probably start for Villa. But if not, then he's great cover. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. oh, yeah. you know. But I don't think he would have agreed to go with it because I mean Pompey tried to get Shorey, didn't they? Yeah. Villa, but it, 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 for some reason, right? This is what I heard, and it may be wrong. Pompey tried to get Nicky Shorey from Villa. Yeah, we've got no players. Yeah. And then, um, and then Paul Hart wouldn't guarantee him first team football, so he's like, "Well, I'm not going to lose it." <laughs> That's <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. But it's just, Villa also got not—they didn't get him on the last day they got him before. But Stephen Warnock, so they bolstered the squad there, yeah. and James Collins from West Ham for five million. So um, they've certainly—and uh, they got rid of Zach Knight. They did they? get Zach Knight, mm. um, rid of Zach Knight. But um, they've, the defence is a little bit more. 
I know, beefed up. Yeah, LA I Villa's, LA Villa's uh, signings. They, mm. need, they needed Darwin. those players. They needed absolutely. Absolutely. They did. I thought, I thought probably, or potentially the best deal was actually Everton getting um, Johnny Heiting. Yeah. That's a good deal. Very, very good deal. No, he's I think only 25. He seems to have been around forever. He's 47. Caps. I think it's 47 Dutch caps. Caps, yeah. That's, you know, he's a good player. He's, I mean, he went to Atletico for quite a lot of money. He was, what, five, five or six million, I think, Everton got him for. Oh, right, he went to, he went to Atletico for, like, ten million, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But can you, I, think, I think that's He's great. He's versatile as well. That's, that's right, idea. I think that's great business from Everton. I mean, there they are selling Lescott for umpteen million. I mean, with Distan as well, that's... that's yeah. Good business. What do you think about Cranshaw going, Luke? Oh, do you think it's a good signing for Tottenham? <laughs> he's, worth, he's worth more than two and a half well, million. Well, this is the problem, isn't it? I mean, I mean <laughs> lost this down, this down, wanted to go. There's nothing you can do about that. The, the problem is, I mean, without getting into it's boring everyone to death with Pompey stuff again, is Al Fahim has said, oh, we don't need to lose anyone. Well, you do. Just stop mm. lying. You do. You <laughs> obviously do, because these players are all going. The first thing you think that he would do when he took over the club, if the money's there, which I don't know if it is or not, is tie people like this down and crank yeah. up on contracts and say, assure them and say, look, we're going to sign players, we're going to do okay, you're part of our plans. I mean, Pompey turned down £15 million for Nico Cranker last summer. Yes. Yeah. A little bit of forward planning would be ideal. If you're going to turn down £15 million for Cranker last summer... Sign him up. Okay. Either sign him on another... Yeah, exactly. Sign him on a long-term deal or sell him. Mm. £2.5 million for, for my money, probably the second best player in Croatia... Is is it's ridi- Rednap's absolutely loving it as well, yeah. which must be a real deal there as well for you. <laughs> of course he is. I mean, I mean yeah. Rednap was trying to sign everybody, of course, in the last. Yeah. Um, well, to be fair, I think Pompey did get some decent deals in the last few days. Well, they had to, didn't they? Had no yeah. choice. I mean, but I mean, they have the, this sort of a quite kind of resilient set of signings. Be very work the, the Yeah, new, yeah, it's going to be a sort of journeyman season. Well, the, right. the Nuge is gone. The news has gone. Yeah, David Nuge has gone. You're going to have to change the name of your fantasy team. Yeah, it was, well, for, it was well, he's gone for a six-month loan, but that's. With a view to signing on Gary, uh, Burnley. Well, lump on him scoring a hatchery against Pompey. The man can't score for... T- I, I love Nugent. He's one of my favourite players. I mean, he works so hard. He just needs a bit of confidence. But I think I think Ben Haim's a good one. Yeah, that's a great Yeah, I think you've got to be happy. Jamie O'Hara's a pretty good signing on loan as well. Yeah, I think Ben Haim's a bit too slow for my taste. Oh, for crying out loud. Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. I mean, I mean Ben you Haim's know, he's, he's better than we've He's an established got. premiership centre-back. Yeah, it just doesn't excite me that much, that's all. Well. I mean, uh, the problem is, who have Pompey got? Well, who like? are they going to sign that's going to excite you? Um, Ricky Kaka. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, brother of Kakar. He's, he's the only person who can replace the Nuge. <laughs> <laughs> One of three, I'd say. Yeah. Um, uh, Michael Turner's gone from Hull to Sunderland. Um, yeah. Six million. That seems to be quite a popular figure. They're in the five mm. and six million mark. But Phil Brown, incidentally, you, we talked about um, David Moyes before, mm. um, trying to keep hold of a player I think uh, trying to keep hold of a player where it looked as though his head was at another club now yeah. I know that because that was Manchester City we talked about that that was probably the reason why and he was he was trying to make a point or whatever it was yeah. but Phil Brown said you know once a player makes reference to wanting to leave and you have to listen um, when the player's heart is elsewhere he said and, and clearly you know Michael Turner's probably he was already at Sunderland in his mind well, yeah. know, so Phil Brown's gone well pfft, the thing is, I don't, I don't know whether he was spoiling for a move to Liverpool, which which it was sort of looked like it was going to happen. Then it turned out Liverpool couldn't afford him, and then all of a sudden it was like in Hull's head, oh, they, 
Michael Sam wants to leave, and now he's ended up at Sunderland. Well. I, I, I don't know if anyone's head is truly at Sunderland by choice. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Darren Bench was. It was actually, yeah. So there you yeah, go. I, th- I think we've seen this with Eto. Uh, Alonso, Gareth Barry as well. These players that sort of the season before yeah. last, sort of they're sort of, of spoiling. Well, Alon- for, well Alonso but, said that. Well, yeah, but they're, they're spoiling for a move, aren't they? And what well, it looks like, you know, well, they're going to get that move. And it's a big decision to move clubs. It must be because it's your whole life yeah. uprooting it, taking it somewhere else. And it's, a season is long enough to get your head around that and yeah. prepare for that. So yeah. I think that's why we're seeing a glut of this at the well, moment. Well, yeah, I mean, Alonso said that. Um, you know, it, it was the summer they tried to sell him. Well, as we yeah, last summer, as we yeah. all suspected, yeah. I, I, th- I think I think James, James is right. I mean, Southern are building an all right team. You know, mm. they, I mean, they got a good chance of finishing the top half of the season for shit shops though. So oh, apparently so, yeah. Last weekend's football action, I was particularly impressed with the way Arsene Wenger handled, him, handled yeah. himself. He seems to have won yeah. a lot of uh, sort of grace from that, hasn't he? I thought it was brilliant the way yeah. he just kind of he just got up there and, and stood in front of the fans. Arms wide open, as if to say to the referee, but just the way he stood in front of the fans. Yeah, he just it was just to say, look, you can say what you want, you can throw it. I really don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really not interested in anything you lot have got to say. It's a great, it's a great picture, isn't it? Just yeah. him commanding even, like yeah. Jesus. Even, <laughs> sort of half the United fans were obviously just sort of giving him wanker waves and stuff like that, but half of them genuinely seemed quite impressed by it. Oh, it was I really so. weird. I, I don't see it, so unfortunately I can't. Oh, Luke. Oh, it was I wonderful. Saw, I saw the Diaby own goal though. Oh, apparently, superb. apparently, our moon, like. <laughs> Diaby since, like, since admitted that Almunia had called for that and just said leave it. But, but so that makes it even. His own goal. No, but that's what I mean. Like, yeah. why would you then? <laughs> no why would you him. then head it into your own goal? With no one around him either. It's just <laughs> mental. It was a f- oh. silly game to lose. So I think. Why, when... didn't, why didn't the goalkeeper save it? That's what I don't understand. It was very close to him. I think. Yeah. I d- I, there was no reactions there. Expecting the... it, was he? I, mean. I know, but if the ball's coming, you're a goalkeeper. You don't yeah. expect a lot of stuff it, to happen. It was. That's kind of your job, isn't it? Expect. I think, unexpected. I think that that's maybe a, a problem with Almunia that he he doesn't really make kind of outstanding saves. He makes the saves you'd expect him to make, and sort of anything where yeah. sort of you've got to go above and beyond. Plus, like, like you see keepers <laughs> yeah. like Czech do. Uh, yeah. He doesn't really do that. Well, didn't Ben Foster made a good save, didn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, great save. I mean, that really would have turned the game. Arsenal should have won that game. Oh, they should have done. Down. Not even, ridiculous. not even drawn. They should have won it. Yeah. And I think that our oh, Wenger was so frustrated though. But it was, <laughs> yeah. but it was two, two inc- incidents that that Almunia should never have given away that penalty. And it was a penalty. I'm, oh, I'm yeah, sure. No, yeah, okay. Rooney might have been on his way. It was a pen, as far as, far as I'm concerned. Um, but this drawing a foul and the diving. Yeah, but he never, he never dived. Though. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, I really, if, yeah, if anything, yeah. I mean, I think it's a legitimate penalty, I must say, but if, if anything, it's, mm. it's that he drew that. But, but Almunia's going to recklessly come out But like that's that. what I'm saying. No, Almunia should never have come out. And then, and then the own goal, apart from that... Yeah, I mean, it was there was, all obviously it left. Uh, it led to Arshavin scoring anyway, but there was that, that was a blatant penalty. Yeah, that was, was... What a pinger, though, from Arshavin. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolute yeah. beauty. I enjoyed Berbatov's miss. Did you see that? Oh, that was great news. He's turned to dog shit, don't he? really has. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so I was thinking we might see a lot more from Berbatov this season, that he might step up. I mean, obviously it's very early days to be sort of judging him yet. When he was at Tottenham and he went to, to United, I, I was thinking, oh, you know, is he just a big fish in a small pond? How will he get on up there? He's got a lot of people around him who are probably going to get a lot more headlines than he is. But it's just, it's obvious head or his heart's not in it. He's one of those players, like we said before, if he's not playing well, he looks like he's not even trying. Yeah. I don't know if that's the case or not, but he's definitely got that feel about him. He yeah. sort of doesn't bother tracking back, his socks are down, his shirt's out. There's no sort of fighting from the front no. to, to maintain possession. I think Berbatov actually came out um, recently in the papers and said uh, he's amazed by some of the skill the players have at United. Yeah, it's the sort of thing he yeah. wouldn't even attempt. It's, 
It's oddly well, French for a player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have a go. That's not yeah. the attitude, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, Some of the running they're doing, I couldn't even bother trying to do that. I hate running. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's a funny one at Berbatov, but um, a performance I enjoyed from uh, from another striker was Peter Crouch coming on, changing the game for mm. Spurs. He's getting right up there with the old headers. Yeah, he's like, he has got a good touch for a big man. <laughs> it, is, it is good for Spurs for them to have a plan B. <laughs> he is good. I Cheers, couldn't Jamie. agree more, Jamie. Cheers, Jamie. <laughs> uh, he's, uh, he's also should be England's captain because he's the tallest and he can see much, most of the field. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's an incredibly valid point. But... Um, uh, <laughs> It is funny. Crouch must get pissed off with people going, oh, he's a great plan B. I mean, he can be plan A as well, but he's a great plan B. He's like, oh, he's a player. It's valid, though. He's certainly learned how to head the ball, I think, (laughs) which which everyone's been screaming out for him to do. Yeah. Yeah, I think think that um, if you look at Tottenham's second 11, right, it's, it's better than Liverpool's. Yeah, mm. it is I think it's, it's interesting that Tottenham have had this flying start because what's held them back most of the time it's, it's been having a really ridiculous start to the season it'd be interesting mm. to see if they can maintain it it's going to be really really tight this year um, they might yet spurs it up we don't know but, we've, had, um, we've had loads of emails <laughs> saying that we hate why do we hate Tottenham so much and why do we hate Liverpool so much we don't really no we don't hate no. I, don't, I don't think I mean I don't know if I'm, if I'm massively having a go at Tottenham all the time or not, people seem to think I am. Well, I think you have a go at Harry Redknapp a lot. Yeah. yeah. I think I think Spurs have got a good chance of doing so this season. I mm. said that before. You know, I, I think they've got a good... Uh, Redknapp's put, put a good... He's, he's added to an already good squad who are massively underachieving. I don't yeah. say that but this, is, this is the thing what makes the difference. They have genuinely, more than ever, because of this start, got the chance of fulfilling the ambition. I think they've been crippled by their own ambition a lot of time yeah. because they've had these slow starts. It means they're playing catch-up to like themselves, essentially. Don't forget and they don't have yeah. it at the moment. I think, it'd be great, right. I think it'd be great to see an English manager finish in the top four if they can do that. That. Well, they're not. They're not. They're not in Europe this season either. Really. No. And nor Man City. So, I mean, feasibly, I mean, I think there was there's probably only realistically one top four berth up for grabs. I think United, Arsenal, and Chelsea will all finish in the top four. I, again, I mean, to at the risk of incurring further wrath of loads of Liverpool fans, <laughs> I think Liverpool have got a chance of dropping out of that top four. Really? At the ex- yeah, at the expense of Man City or Tottenham. That's just my opinion. I, I, but what would be really, really good? I was chatting about this to, to a friend earlier. That if imagine if Man City and Tottenham both broke into that top four. Yeah, that would just mix it up. It's so not impossible, is no, it? No, I don't think it is. It'd be amazing. I mean, Liverpool will never to become good to start putting some results together. No doubt, yeah. they may have already started doing that with the win they had last week. But it's interesting to see. But I'll tell you now: if you take a pen out and you jot down the second eleven for Liverpool and the second eleven for Spurs, you take the Spurs one every day of the week. Mm. You would do. But if I think if those say if Spurs and or City finished in the top four, I think that. They wouldn't be as strong in the in the Champions League. I, I think Spurs oh. would never see go out in the qualifier round. Yeah, and I, and I think. I th- <laughs> 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 that would just be funny. It's typical Tottenham. Well, um, Alex Ferguson um, has said that uh, he expects the Champions League to be dominated by Premiership sides again this year. I'm surprised he said that. You look at that Madrid side, what they've put yeah. together. Well, Barcelona, obviously. Maybe he's getting his mind games into them early. Just in <laughs> Incredibly it. early. His pan-European mind games. Yeah. <laughs> he's spread out his radiant. <laughs> he's um. thrown out some really, really interesting ties, though, the Champions League group stages. It inevitably does. Well, United yeah. have got to go to Turkey and they've got to go to Moscow before sort of important games as well, haven't mm. they? Arsenal in, have got to prefer... Barcelona. That's, yeah. yeah. That's going to be a great time. Well, well I mean... Arsenal have got a, a, you know, in Champions League terms, a nice group as they oh, tend well they, to. They always do, but, it, yeah. but it's because they sort of qualify regularly, so that ups you. 
seed. True, true. Yeah, you do Twelve get years in a row now. I mean, all, all English teams, all it's four of them were, in top, were top seeds, weren't they? Mm, all four so, of them yeah. were. Yeah, it's, so. Do you remember Chelsea kept getting really hard groups because they've been there so long? That it's now come around to the point where right, they're right, quite right. nicely seeded. You're correct. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, very true. Um, but Eduardo's obviously been banned for two games. I think. UEFA have set themselves up there. Yeah, they've set a dangerous precedent. They have. Because they the have pressure. to maintain it. I think it's the right thing to do, but they now need to keep doing it. It's interesting and then maybe it will stop it happening. Because it was a dive. It was a disgraceful dive. Yeah. I, I like Eduardo a lot, and he's always seen an honest player before, so that's very disappointing to see that. It is, but yeah. I, I do think that... It's odd that they've taken this particular stance. Maybe it's because it's in Europe and it was a really high-profile game, but like, I, I they've got to keep it going, because it... it Things like this, I think they should be punished. I think maybe Didier Drogba will effectively be banned for life respectively <laughs> now, but yeah. one can always live in hope. But I think, um, <laughs> I think honestly, Celtic, the way they go on as if they're one of the big European powerhouses, mm. they've really, really pushed that massively. To, uh, and uh, and I think it's if it was any other club. I don't think they would have happened. I think, I think it's pretty, Seriously? Mate, I think it's a little bit negligent to say that Celtic can't be a club. No, they, they are, but they, the way they carry on, they think they're one of the European powerhouses. They seem to have got this done very quickly. Yeah. There's, a lot, of, there's a lot of Scottish people in, the, in, the, in, the, in, 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 in positions of, of, of influence in, in UEFA. So mm. that's but that's <laughs> you're right, Hugh Grant. It's all right, I, I, I couldn't speak to him. <laughs> I'm, not the, I'm not the working man, Hugh Grant. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I love you. They, they, yeah. they used to be there. I mean, I don't know if they still are. Pete's handsome face was putting me off. <laughs> um, the thing is, don't I, call me Pete. I, I would, I would just add to what Jimbo was saying that it probably is the right decision on, on paper but it has come from under a lot of media pressure I mean, you yeah. can't move when you're watching a footy game for some pundit to say without some pundit saying oh it's got to be banned people respectfully for diving yeah. it happens all the time but the, I think there's a larger point there which is whilst you say that they need to stick to it I don't know if they can. Yeah. I don't know if it's actually possible to stick to it. Well, it's, it's an interesting thing because obviously they don't... It's, it's, in a way, it's kind of the use of video technology, isn't yeah. it? Because it's, yeah. they're, they're going on that evidence after the game. The referee didn't deal with it during the game. So surely, by UEFA's own rules, th this punishment doesn't make sense. I can understand why Arsenal would be aggrieved on the sort of the technicality of that. Well, he's, but he's you're been right, banned for more. Been, sorry, go on, go on, mate. But I'm just going to say that it's such a grey area, is this? Because if you use the video technology, some people think, well, he's gone down there... Some some people haven't. You know, some people are even saying that Rooney, the one against Arsenal, shouldn't have been. Yeah, a but that was contact. No, yeah. but do you see what I mean, though? You start using the video um, replays. But there was, um, there was a, a, a. Someone said a possible solution. I don't know where. Oh, there's this theory. Yeah, I thought you were going to say. No, go on, you say. There's this theory doing the round. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I mean, I haven't thought about it an awful lot. I mean, I maybe set myself up for a massive fall here, but I, I've read this on a couple of different media outlets, which says. If a player goes down the penalty area and the referee's not sure or not, he pulls the player up and he says, "Was did, was that a foul or did you dive?" And if, and if the um, if the uh, player says, "Oh, I dived," or, the, or you know, whatever, be creative about it. I, or the momentum took me over, or you know, I've got an inner ear infection, yeah, yeah. or I lost my balance, or whatever, <laughs> then the referee can say, "Right, don't do that again." Yellow card, free kick to the other side. If he says no, it was a foul. The penalty is awarded, but not even a yellow card though. Maybe okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, free kick to the other team then. Yeah. But if he says no, it was definitely a free kick or a penalty, or, or it was a foul, for example. Yeah. Then the referee gives the penalty, and then it, it gets looked at, and there's a potential for him to be banned for a long time, or whatever. The only problem I can see with it is that it could. For example, you've got the last game of the season, yeah. the player does it, he lies, gets a penalty, they win the league, and then he gets banned for five games, but it doesn't make any difference. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's well, yeah, I mean, but there's also sort of the, the area where players draw fouls. 
and yeah. they sort of, mm. you know, they get someone else to foul them, essentially, with sort of, sure. sort of nimble footwork, and that's, that's equally... The thing that annoys me about diving is that people say all the time in this country, oh, it's the worst thing in modern game, it's the scourge of the modern game, and, and, and a player will dive one game, and the next day he'll get booed uh, for yeah. diving, right? But then, having said that, I was there when Ben Thatcher knocked yeah. out Pedro Mendes, yeah. literally knocked him out. Yeah. He wasn't booed the next game. No. Now, is, that not, is that not worse well, than Well, of course it is, yeah, yeah, of course. So I think because of ended the man's it. career. Uh, controversially, I'm very close to saying, personally, that, look, it's part of the game, Argentina, Brazil, Spain, Italy, all these countries do it, Get on with it. It's harder for the referees, but just get on with it. And everywhere, anything goes, the referees just got to be on their game because yeah. there's nothing. There's no perfect solution to it. Well, what, what, you're never going to stamp it out because it's a thing you can do. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah, people yeah. always try it. I mean, whatever sanctions they got to put in, I mean, it would be akin to changing the offside rule. It's going to be massive. You have got to do it from the Premier League to Serie C. You've got you've got yeah, to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You've got to do it from the very top to the very bottom of mm. football. And how you know, I, I don't know what the infrastructure is like in the fourth tier of. Spanish football, but I just yeah. don't think they'd be able to do it. Mm. No, no, you're right, and, and also not only that. I mean, if it, if it, if it's got to be replicated in parks football as well. Like, yeah, Saturday, they've exactly. got video, got yeah. video evidence, have they? So they can't check it, and it's hard. And the referees maybe aren't as good, and obviously the players are probably a little bit more cheeky. So it's it's not easy. I, I just think you've got to say, right, it's part of the game. If you do it, then you'll get a reputation for doing it, and you'll get booked if you get caught. It's the same as fouling, really. You can't stop yeah. fouling. Because sometimes people foul, you know, it's just the way it goes. Mm. And you're going to get on the end of some bad decisions and sometimes you're going to get it going your way. But that's what football is all about, effectively, isn't it? La Liga and Serie A are underway. Inter beat Milan 4-0. Incredible. Mm, good game. And uh, Gattuso was sent off in that game. But he <laughs> seemed to blame the uh, Milan bench for that. Yeah. Did anybody see that? I've yeah. heard about this. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I saw... Um, yeah, I, I saw the highlights, or if you can call it a highlight. He, Sadov wasn't ready to come on, was he? Well, he was sitting there in his flip-flops, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> his, excuse for the, his excuse for the having a shirt was, it was really hot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry it's, about that. It's all right. You it's live in Milan and you have done for some time. <laughs> surely, <laughs> surely you're used to this. Yeah. 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 But I think, I think um, Gattuso now, if I'm right, saying he'd picked up an injury. Well, he, he looked like he was going to carry on, and then it seemed he'd evident, been booked. It seemed evident that he, he, couldn't, he couldn't carry on, so he's going to come off. He knew he was coming off. I mean, the fact that <laughs> the fact that Sadov didn't come on so, quite so quickly doesn't mean he then has no, to get he, another book. Well, I think we should, let's, in case anybody didn't see it, so, uh, Gattuso had already been booked, um, and this is in the first half, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was in the first half. Um, He'd already been booked. He looked as though he, he was injured. So they said, right, you're coming off, kind of thing. He said, yep, fine. He signalled to the bench. And then the Seedorf wasn't ready to come on. So they said, hang on a couple of minutes there. Just, you know, don't get sent off yeah, in the yeah. short time that he will <laughs> put his shirt on and his boots on. And Gattuso just goes, boom, reckless in. He gets himself sent off. And as he walks <laughs> off the pitch, he's moaning at the bench, you should have taken me off. <laughs> I, hope, I hope he was just gesticulating wildly in the Italian style. No, I, don't think, I, don't think, I don't think the phrase, jockey your man, is in Gattuso's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. so It's almost like he, he wasn't only remonstrating, he was almost sort of like, well, what do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm I am Gattuso. Yeah. I'm a wild man. <laughs> I know this one in Scotland. <laughs> Still <laughs> seems mental that he was ever even there, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, no. Inter, Inter played excellently, though. They, yeah. They did. They've made some good signings, Inter. Again, it's almost like oh, Inter are really good. Yeah, they're probably going to uh, good, got a good chance of winning the Liga again. Is it they're going to be this season? They'll do something in the Champions League? No, yeah, sure, probably not. No. Sure, well, I don't think so. No. All right, well, we'll, we'll have to I wait and see. The real pedigree with Etu there. I mean, he's a game-changing player. Where's Snyder? Snyder, Snyder, Snyder as well. Yeah. As well. I suppose so, yeah. You suppose so now? Well, we'll see. Won't Changing you? your tune now. I'm rarely wrong. Did you? Uh, because <laughs> you cover all bases. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The news is still your god. Uh, um, sorry, Pete. Uh, did anyone see uh, the? Roma Juve match. 
the no. uh, the Roma goal, De Rossi. Incredible. Was Beauty, it? was it? Really quick free kick. And he just leathered it. Just, <laughs> Did it literally just, you know, explode it off his foot? It off his foot. Yeah, <laughs> Check it out, YouTube. Ranieri's, uh, Ranieri's taking charge of Roma now. Yeah. Because yeah. they lost again, didn't they? Yeah. Diego's playing well for Juve, man. Diego's yeah. a good player. Um, Ranieri's gone to Roma. Didn't you see Spalletti gave up his wages? Really? Yeah. He said, that's all right, I'll, um, I'll defer my money. He's a good bloke, uh, Luciano yeah. Spalletti. Yeah, good man. Um, Ibrahimovic scored for Barcelona. He's not, he's not fully fit though, is he? No, he broke his hand in pre-season, didn't yeah. he? Did he? Mm, funny one. Yeah. Um, uh, Just use your feet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shouldn't go in goal. Um, and uh, Real won 3-2. With a former Portsmouth player getting the winner. Portsmouth Hall of Famer, Lissandio. Yeah. But the man who won the FA Cup for me pretty much on his own. Mm-hmm. The Most final. successful Dolphin footballer of all time. <laughs> he looks like... He looks like. <laughs> he does, yeah. I'd say a porpoise, if you don't mind. He's more of a rounded head. <laughs> well, I'd actually, say a actually, porpoise. I do mind. Okay, I'm going to go with James as well. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> I was just warning you up on porpoise. Uh, <laughs> hey! No high-fives. No high-fives. Good no. Well, we've had it. Too late. Can't take it back. No. That's safe. And wouldn't take it back. <laughs> um, and uh, Bayern wouldn't give Robin back either. No. Because he's had a good start there. Him that and is, uh, Robin and Ribery, that is some pairing they've got there. And, and Gomez Rib-Rob. as well. Rib Rob. Rib Rob. Rib Rob. <laughs> or Rob Rib. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, didn't Robin only fly in the day before or something? He scored two, didn't he? Yeah, probably, yeah. Why not? Because yeah, Van Howe was. Um, yeah, it's a good result for because obviously Wolfsburg are reigning champions as well. Mm. He's moved him up, up a little bit further up the field, hasn't he? He's playing as a number well, 10, sort of like behind the, behind the two strikers. I think that's fair, don't you? Mm. Such incredible ball control, Robin. Yeah. Just superb. Yeah. I really hope he can just put a run together where he's not injured every couple of months. I tell you what, apparently there was, there was reports that Bayern turned down €80 million Euros for, for Ribéry. I mean... They really want him. <laughs> but he's not worth that much, no yeah, way. Yeah, I reckon... Ribery, oh, no, he's class. I he's, he is absolutely superb. He is, he is one of the best players in the I world. Think he's I, top, I think he's top five in the world for me. You yeah. reckon? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's, him, a, yeah. he's a game-changing player. I think not uh, eighty million euros. I mean, he's probably Euros. Euros. Yeah, he's just beyond <laughs> the nude in the top five in the world. <laughs> <laughs> just beyond the white etta. Let it Nugent. go <laughs> and let him go. He'll be a massive player. He's gone. He he's gone. Uh, who's got the first one? James, you. I do. That w- that sounded like Heaven's Walrus. That, that was- <laughs> <laughs> um, well put. Uh, but it was the Rambles Walrus, incidentally. Yeah, indeed. Right, OK. So or Luke, as he's known. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> the first one, uh, from Chris Leach from Portsmouth. Hiya, Ramble. This is all of us. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, Love yeah. the show. It kept me sane during a long, tedious two weeks in Cyprus. All right, for some, isn't it? Yeah. Um, a bit of a feel-good story here, lads. I was looking around your website the other day, and I saw the link to the Moritz Vols website, and it brought back fond memories. Although the man is truly off his head, being the only German man I've heard about the, with a le- legitimate sense of humour and opinions I actually oh, agree with, that's harsh. He can, take <laughs> some, he can take some credit to both me and my mate passing a GCSE this year. Ooh. Searching aimlessly around German Wikipedia for revision material, we came across Moritz Vols' page. Looking back on it, really, it seems a pretty stupid and juvenile game to play in a German exam, but my mate and I bet each other £10 every phrase we could use off the Volsi's German phrase book section <laughs> in our oral test, and the highest grade would take the money. Rich students! <laughs> £10 a £10. The priceless look on the examiner's face when my answer to say you have a problem was the German equivalent of my lederhosen are a little itchy. <laughs> and was equally priceless when the answer to ask for directions was the German for where is the pool? I'd like to put my towel down. <laughs> I managed to pass at a B. Probably the coursework on bloody Kevin Keegan let me down. Oh. Should have baked a cake to focus my mind. I don't know what that means. No, me neither, but, but good. Um, Our saying pet. And that, again, that's from Chris. So thank you, Chris. Well done, Chris. Fan- 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 Congratulations Fan- on passing your GCSE. Don't thank us, thank Volsi. Fantastic. Yeah, 
Oh, hey. Hey. Thanks. Thanks very much. Uh, Dan Kishun. Uh Peter. Uh, this is from a young man uh, known uh, to many as Chris McHugh. Uh, he says, Attention, Ramble crew. As we grow to love the podcast more and more each week, like a dog found in the street and took in our homes, <laughs> it would be nice to know a little bit more about our favourite podcasters. I presume he means us. Me. Lot. Um, so which play were you in the playground at school? Obviously, Lukey was Matt- Matthew Letizia. But oh, not hey, easy. Easy. Cheap. That's a cheap gag. Probably the nudes, <laughs> even then, I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. Even though he wasn't born. <laughs> um, I w- well, apart from the obvious ones, like your Linekers and your Paul mm, Gaskell, yeah. I was... A lot of the time I was down in Anderton. <laughs> and I know he went to Spurs. That's three Spurs players, actually, I've listed yeah. there. Um, Mark Chamberlain was a favourite. Um, I mean, he had to be an attacking player, usually, didn't mm. he? Yeah. Was, Paul was, Walsh was massive. I was, I was Paul Rideout, because Everton was <laughs> Everton. For some reason, we all chose Everton. Yeah, I was going to say, he's an Everton legend. Yeah. Marcus? Uh, I used to get called Marco Negri for my haircut and oh. goal-scoring ability for the first <laughs> half of the season. That's a bit later on, though, surely. Not when you were a kid. Uh, what was it? Early teens, early teens. Okay. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, John Barnes, yeah, yeah. Ali McCoist, yeah, any of the above. Uh, Ian Wright, Dennis Bergkamp were big ones for me. I used to really like Andre Kanchelskis as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was a likable chap. Yeah, he was great player yeah. as well. Uh, hope that answers your question, Chris. Chris if, I, if I remember rightly, Chris McHugh was the first email to coin the Ramble Force. Ho! Was so he? he gets big props for yeah, that. Congrats well. to you. Should we give him a ho? Well, he was saying that he was uh, personally he was either Paul Gascon or Lee Sharp. Despite being a City fan, I had a soft spot for Sharpie. Don't tell me, Dad, though. I think he actually listens, so I'd, I also <laughs> like to say sorry, Dad. Oh, well done. Taking over the bloody yeah. show. Well done, indeed. I've got. Uh, an email here from Guy P. Uh, he says, Dear Ramble, people look at Shola Amiobi and say he is rubbish. <laughs> they, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, but it has all been an elaborate ploy. Uh, Shola Amiobi has hit superb form just in time for World Cup year. That is all. Enjoy the show. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm sure if Newcastle had stayed up, this form would still be continuing. Oh, yeah. 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 Pete, what have you got to say on that? Well, he's injured for the next four weeks, so oh, sudden, yeah. we've got... <laughs> We've got Wait. Nile Ranger up front now. <laughs> Guthrie, what a goal he scored. Yeah, Cracking. Yeah. Not that he's up front, but... Uh, yeah. um, we, I've got an email here, a slightly more serious one, um, from Simon Hood, who has decided, as a York City fan, to cycle to every home-and-away league game this season in aid of the Alzheimer's Society. Um, so, so far he's done about... Uh, That's top work. Yeah, it's amazing. That's good on absolutely you. He's done a thousand miles already so far. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Um, he said uh, the home games aren't too bad, but he's had three consecutive away games, which were York <laughs> to Wrexham, oh. and Wrexham, Wrexham to Hayes in North London, <laughs> oh, and man. Hayes to Gateshead, oh, <laughs> which is eight, 800 miles in 12 days. <laughs> but he said, um, I mean, to cut a long story short, everyone's really, really nice to him. Our highlight was meeting Sir Tom Finney, whose wife suffered ah. Alzheimer's towards the end of her oh, life. Okay. Um, his bike broke down, but uh, the company Ridgeback sent him a new one, um, and the results haven't been too bad. He's had seven games so far, one three, drawn two, and lost two. Mm. Both defeats run lucky, he says. Um, but he's raised £1,100 for Alzheimer's so far. Um, so if you want further details, get yourself over to bicyclekicks.com. Uh, bicyclekicks.co.uk, I apologise. Um, so well done, Simon. That's um, absolutely super. Keep us posted. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you what, on his travels, he might find himself in the Dean Windass all of fun. <laughs> <laughs> he can only hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, that's it for the emails. I think it's about time to um, to give away a Chapman goodie bag. Oh, yeah. It's got to go off to our man on the bicycle. Simon oh, Hood. Absolutely. Simon Hood, indeed. And rightly so. Well done, sir. Well done, indeed. Uh, following up from another email, actually, um, we, we said last week that uh, some of the listeners were going to be uh, getting some Ramble Force Ho banners to take to some of the football matches. Yeah. And Joe from Oxfordshire sent us a picture with a couple of his mates. 
Um, and they've got their Ramble Force ho banner, oh! and uh, they're taking it to the next Arsenal home game. Uh, yeah, right? the next Arsenal home game is going to be uh, so they're going to get fight evidence of that. Well done to them. Uh, that's by nowhere near enough though. So keep them coming in. <laughs> <laughs> we we want to see as many as yeah, possible. Yeah, it would, it would just be any funny. sport. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> yeah. widen it. Yeah, at any public event this time. Yeah, definitely. Or if you're in the crowd, <laughs> just on your own head. <laughs> A state funeral, for example. <laughs> If you're in the crowd for Trisha, get involved. Yes. Not Kyle, we don't care about no, that. No, Kyle, look at me. I'll, t- I'll take Kyle, if you're yeah, listening. Yeah. Okay. Be a man. Funny stories. <laughs> it is indeed the funny stories, James. What if you sinister like to- <laughs> might be saying, James. Very sinister. Don't ever talk over one of my links again. Are they all going to have a horror theme? <laughs> yeah, well, no, but we'll see. First one is uh, about a player we all know and love. I'm going to call him Twarko Twatterazzi. Oh, hey. Hey. Oh, he, he, he really is. Marco Matarazzi. Yeah. Uh, Inter centre-back Marco Matarazzi, there he is, has sued Rai TV series Elite Espatore Coliandro, I believe you pronounced that, well after one of their characters allegedly poked fun at his propensity for earning red cards. He was sent off again and I lost, said a fantasy football enthusiast during an episode of the show. The 36-year-old World Cup winner deemed the line to be slanderous and has instructed his lawyers to initiate court action against the creators of the series, demanding one euro in compensation (laughs) for every viewer who watched the episode. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? He's got got a track record for this. He he, he, he had a pop at some news, I mean, and rightly so, the tabloids in this country. He had a pop at them a few years ago. Well, he sued them, didn't he? He, He's got four. He follows up what he says. I I hope someone headbutts him in the chest. Oh. Oh. Tell you what I did to his sister. Well, I can't tell you what I did to his sister. Oh, oh hey, hey. James, yeah, you're a big man behind the mic. Yeah. You, come <laughs> <over> <laughs> you, and- you well, sound like the Mark Matarazzi's Matarazzi. not here, is he? So. I'm sure Marco Matarazzi's been 36 years old for about 10 years. Can we Long please time. pronounce the T's in his name? Marco Matarazzi. Dear, dear. We're not going to do that now, you said it. Oh, Makes does- you sick, doesn't it, Peter? Go on, you're Peter. I don't think it matters. Go on, Peter. <laughs> Peter. Uh, this is a story about Mr. Timotar Berbatov. He's been threatened by a gangster p- for sending flirty texts to his lover, the <laughs> gangster's say, lover. Not to the gangster, but I was going to say, no wonder <laughs> the gangster's pissed off. Suicide. Um, the £30 million uh, pound Manchester United striker allegedly made a series of great passes to model oh, Nicoletta, Nicoletta Lozanova, who was playmate <laughs> of the air in his Bulgarian homeland in 2006. Uh, her boyfriend, Georgie, the head Stolioff, uh, <laughs> a mobster with a reputation for extreme violence, was Furious when told of suggestive messages, uh, the gangster replied the text warning Berbatov to naff off. Basically, yeah. um, I just love how um, Stoyov became head of the of the, the clan, the uh, gangster clan. Um, his father Stoyl Stoyov and his minders were wiped out by a bomb in a lift. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would do that, wouldn't it? I yeah, mean, yeah, putting yeah. a bomb in a lift—that's the last place you want a bomb. That's the last place you want. <laughs> that plan a bomb. must have been ex- been executed perfectly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, Berbatov's been dating his uh, his girlfriend Elena Elena Stilianov on and off for uh, over three months and there is talk of pregnancy and marriage presumably from her side I imagine <laughs> but, uh, yeah. after three months is all a bit soon doesn't so. he actually Berbatov does sometimes play like he's pregnant so you never know <laughs> oh. it's probably true actually yeah. so friends of Berbatov dismiss the, uh, this lady as being a bit of a fantasist it's always Berbatov he's always doing mm. stuff isn't he he's <laughs> Busy boy. Berbatov was quoted as saying, I've met her once, but nothing happened. And uh, she was a former lover of Liverpool reserve goalkeeper Nikolai Mihailov. Uh, and, and they're calling her a fantasist. After Mihailov split from Nicoletta, he said she was like an old Eastern Bloc Trabant bone shaker <laughs> car compared with his new Ferrari girlfriend. 
But the next day, his uh, £170,000 Ferrari was attacked with acid. I take so. it means that the, the car and not the new Ferrari girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely sickening. Oh, it's literally like the days of our lives. That, that yeah. story. OK, let's go to altogether less glamorous surroundings. Um, but no disrespect to Stoke City. I think you just have. Um, Peter Andre will serenade boxing legend Muhammad Ali at Stoke City Football Club lunch. Let's take a, a moment and think about that sentence. What's it, he done to deserve that, Muhammad Ali? <laughs> Insania. <laughs> <laughs> He's already got I mean, Parkinson's disease. Give him a break. Why is he at Stoke City? Well, I'll tell you. The club said Andre will pay his own personal tribute to the great, greatest sportsman of the 20th century <laughs> at his Britannia Stadium on Thursday. I'd like to pay a tribute to Muhammad Ali. How the hell has Peter Andre yeah. set this up? Well, this, this it gets even more bizarre. The singer will perform hits, plural, <laughs> <laughs> including behind closed doors, a song I've never heard of, I'm not ashamed to say, at the event to celebrate Ali's achievements. Andre had originally accepted the, uh, an invitation to be a guest at the lunch, but organisers offered him the chance to sing for Ali as a part of the programme for the greatest lunch ever. Ridiculous. How, that, that cannot be factually the greatest lunch ever of Peter Andre singing at it. <laughs> it's, it's a contradiction in turn. It's an oxymoron, and it should be stopped under the Data Protection Act. <laughs> I just don't know what to think. By Data Protection Act, I mean the Trade Descriptions Act. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were deliberately talking nonsense. No, I enjoyed right. it. I, I am usually. I, I just think, what sort of song is Peter Hang on, on hang on. I, Muhammad Ali's going to Stoke City. Yeah. <laughs> this is hard, that, isn't it? I find that hard enough to believe myself. <laughs> but I could maybe get around that. <laughs> then you're talking about Peter Andre turning up and singing. Yeah. 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 Right. Marcus. Then we get on to the, the hit. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, he had Mysterious Girl, which I wasn't particularly a fan of, because I'm, you know, a bit cooler than that. Let's yeah. hope Muhammad Ali dishes out some hits of his own. Hey! Hey! Come on! Hey! Oh, yes, indeed, it's pun time. Stop the hiving. <laughs> Pete, I get a high five for that. No. <laughs> okay, let's withdraw it. Very harsh. Yeah, no, he is today. I mean, let's, let's just all hope. Let's just all hope that uh, Ali's still got it in him to give uh, Andre a couple of. Dicks let's the just wrist. hope it all doesn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> for everybody's sake. Oh, it's profile time. Don't cheapen it with a jingle. <laughs> <laughs> it's important this bit. Um, it is profile time. And uh, I was looking at the uh, Dean Windass Hall of Fame entrance and I thought, you know something? We're a bit short on goalkeepers. We've only got one. Important. Mm. Mm. So, James, are you ready? Alan oh, <laughs> I'm ever ready. Is it Alan Knight? It's not. Oh. Not this week. <laughs> and any other week. He's been, he's, been, he's been getting on me back. May I, uh, well, physically. <laughs> 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 He'll do anything to get in here. Yeah. Um, said Lukey. Jules G depending on where you're from, but Jorge, Francis, Campos, Navarrete. Otherwise known as Georgie Campos. Oh, oh welcome. Welcome, come sir. in. Pat Bonner. <laughs> <laughs> All in good time, Peter. Yeah. All in good time. Uh, born October the 15th, 1966. And that was one year before. Well, about eight months before. <laughs> about eight months before the Summer of Love. Um, <laughs> but he competed in the sperm race. 1966 and, uh, was a great year for football. Uh, George uh, Campos was born. He, he competed in the sperm race, James. And yeah. do you know where he finished? Um, <laughs> up his mum. He only... Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it was his future mum. <laughs> he, uh, he only went and won it, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Campos, here we go. The, uh, he's the third most capped player in Mexican history. And, and obviously the most capped goalkeeper. Uh, very famous for his um, outrageously colourful kits. Yeah, but to the point where even like as a very young child, you'd look at those kits and think, am I having a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> I, re I remember having to draw a picture of him uh, in, in art class. What? I didn't have to. I was going to say. <laughs> I chose to draw a picture of Jorge Campos. And uh, 
decision. I used a lot of Crayola. Let me, let, yeah, let me tell you that. Yeah, I bet you did. It's one of those things that Georgia Campos's hits are... In your in your mind, they're terrible. When you actually see them again, they're even worse yeah. than you imagine. But didn't he design them himself? Oh yeah, he did, yeah, he designed them himself. Really baggy, short sleeves. <laughs> yeah, just like horrific colours. Yeah, <laughs> but it was. You got to love a bit of colour like that, though, haven't you? Oh, you do. <laughs> yeah. Really lit up the '94 World Cup as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Uh, I mean, he is obviously um, remembered for his his uh, his colourful kits and all but he was as I say the third most capped player in Mexican's, Mexico's history you know he was a decent player as well mm. um, but he didn't he didn't play uh, football until uh, organised football um, should I say until his early teens um, but he said you know since uh, since he was a kid that he, he always, he'd always been a goalkeeper and a forward yeah. Um, but as a professional, he was mainly a goalkeeper. The first team uh, he ever played for was organised by his father, and it was uh, mainly compromised of family and close friends, and it was called Deportivo Campos. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Very good indeed. He also played a lot of other sports, um, uh, and he was a keen surfer, and that is where he gets his inspiration for designing his own kits. Makes sense. Because he, he was a big surfer. <laughs> and uh, he and said, surfers always design their own kits. So. He said, uh, my experiences in uh, Acapulco, which is where he was born, um, with surfing influenced my choice of bright colours. So, uh, <laughs> clear that one up. There we are. So yeah. you can stop asking questions about that. <laughs> also, I'm mental, he said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he added. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, he was only five foot eight. Yes. Which is short for a keeper. I can't hey. think of a smaller keeper than that. No. Um, but he was very uh, acrobatic and uh, he had incredible agility. He loved the dive for the cameras, he did. Oh, oh massively. Yeah. <laughs> very quick as well. Um, so he, that all kind of uh, made up for his, uh, for his uh, lack of height. Um, he started his career in, in 1988 with uh, Pumas in Mexico, or, or Pumas as it might be called by the locals. Um, <laughs> and in his first season, um, one of his early seasons there, he scored 14 goals. <laughs> because he was sometimes Ridiculous. that's what sometimes he was deployed as a striker and uh, he was he, he had been in a couple of the clubs um he's played for over his career he was registered with the number 9 jersey um, he never played outside of America, of like that concert, did he? Um, no, he didn't play in Europe. Is it, if that's no, what you're asking, no. he played in the uh, Mexican league, and he also played for the LA Galaxy and Chicago Fire. Um, but uh, in but in his, uh, as I say, he, he scored you know 14 goals there for, for Pumas, <laughs> and he wasn't far off top goals, top yeah. goal scorer. It's not like a Shillaber thing where he takes free kicks and penos. He actually no, did yeah. just play up front. Sometimes. I think he did take. He, he might have taken a few free kicks when he was a keeper. He'd um, play up front within games though, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would. Some thing. well, yeah. Um, and they they won in his I think it was his second season um, at, at Pumas. He, he what they won the the nineteen ninety nineteen one championship. And when he was playing for another club uh, Atalante after Pumas, he apparently scored a, a quite notable bicycle kick, which <laughs> uh, which which is yeah. um, lived in the memory for those who saw that one. Um, and in that game, he started off as a goalkeeper, but um, they were really lacking up front. And the coach said, "Oh, sod this! You're going up front." And he brought on another keeper. How annoyed would you be if you were an actual striker on the bench, though? Yeah, <laughs> it's not like when David Stewart Pearce put David James up front that time. Yeah. Had, I'm sure they had strikers on the bench at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he'd had the kit made up for that, and he? he was always going to try so it. So odd. Ridiculous. Like, it's just odd. Absolutely fantastic. But yeah, so um, uh, international career 130 caps for Mexico. <laughs> he played for them from 91 to 2004. I Did he ever play- score for them? 
Uh, no, he never scored for Mexico. That's a shame. He played most notably um, in the 94 and 98 World Cup. I think they're the ones that, that people remember him by, certainly. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was in that Nike advert, wasn't he? He was, yeah, yeah. yeah. In that Nike advert, I, I seem to remember the big sort of thing I noticed that Nike advert. He didn't have a big bright kit on that. No, yeah, it was no, a black it, kit. It was a black kit. Was it? Yeah. Well, they, they all had black kits. Mm. Um, when he played for Mexico, though, he played um, almost like a sweeper. Not like Higuita did for Colombia. Yeah. yeah remember yeah. that? It's quite popular yeah, I, in I, some parts. I think that's. Uh, of Latin America. In my opinion, that's a sign of a keeper. Well, I think, I think it's just something that, that is actually. It should be done more often, actually, because if you can do that, it is quite effective. However, Higuita sometimes with hilarious consequences. Well, <laughs> this is it. You can, but I think there are ways of picking that off. But, um, but yeah, so the defence play quite um, a high pressure style, and uh, Campos kind of he liked to roam around and he liked to touch the ball, so uh, yeah, yeah. He, he, he quite enjoyed that. Um, and after retiring from uh, club and international football, um, he became assistant coach uh, to the, of the Mexican national team. And uh, he also uh, was a commentator for TV Azteca. He also owns a fast food franchise called uh, Sportortas Campos, who specialise in tortas, and uh, I think we should all check that out. Yeah, yeah. love it, let's, let's, let's do it. Um, I don't know how we're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really think that through. Um, and also, that uh, something else he likes to do is uh, he uh, gives his uh, um, celebrity status... A nice polishing by uh, raising uh, environmental awareness for marine life. He's quite big on that. Being a surfer, you know, he's at yeah. one with the sea. Yeah. Um, and he said, uh, <laughs> you know, I can quote him by saying, the best defence for the sea is you. <laughs> Not you, Peter. And, and coral. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and, and he also said that the sea is a part of everyone. And it's for us all. <laughs> he loves to see. Absolutely. Is he actually... I hope that's the most sensible quote you could find. <laughs> <laughs> it's what he would have wanted, James. <laughs> he's, he's in, my head, in my head, he's like a little crab and a little mermaid. Like, <laughs> like small, like quite punchy. A, yeah. lo a lot of his stories are, and he does this, and he does this, yeah. and he does this. Make he won't stop doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and specialise. <laughs> and he's just got into the Dean Wayne Hall of Fame. Oh, Come on news. in, Georgie. Welcome, Georgie. Nice and quick. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the show. I hope you have enjoyed it. Uh, if you want to get in... <laughs> I genuinely hope they have. It's funny the way you said it. Thanks. I hope you have enjoyed it. <laughs> Welcome to the Football Rebels, the musical. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you want to get in contact, um, the email address is podcast at com. So get your emails in uh, if you want to be in for a shout of winning a Championship Manager goodie bag. And, uh, of course, Championship Manager, the new game, is out on the 11th of September. Uh, and also, of course, our website is up and running, uh, thefootballramble.com. Say goodbye, James or Jim. Bye, everybody. Say goodbye, Pete. Still <laughs> 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 um, and, <laughs> and say goodbye, Luke. Bye. We're all off to uh, Falsam Croatian Podcasters. Cheers. Bye. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.